recording. Yes, we're back. <laughs> we're finally back. back. Back in action. Man, it's been too long. <laughs> Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. And we will be your tour guides into this West Wing odyssey for the next half hour or so. <laughs> Today, we are talking about season five, episode 19. How did we get here? Man. I don't know. Oh, it's like we've done oh, we've done so many episodes that apparently, uh, and I didn't know this, but everybody keeps messaging me about this, is that there you can only have a hundred episodes on iTunes at a time. So oh, really? I, I think we're at episode like a hundred and twelve or something like that. So oh, wow. people are asking where they can hear the first twelve episodes, and I believe I uploaded some of them to YouTube, but I have not yeah. finished because we desperately need an intern. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there, that's one way, and then there's uh, Google Play and Stitcher might be a good spot. But anyway, yeah, I digress. Today <laughs> we are talking about talking points. How do you feel about yes. this, Sally? I feel great about it. Would you like to sing? Yes, I would. I was about to say I think we should sing. All right, game on, sister. Ahem. <clears throat> I like, I can tell that you were sick last week because you started it way lower, and I'm okay with it. A little it. raspy voice. It's like the national yes, anthem. I apologize okay to start it a little bit for lower. the quality of my voice today, guys. I've been a little under the weather, uh, <laughs> so just bear with me. Sally's apologizing for the quality of her voice, and I'm apologizing for the quality of my commentary. So let's just dive in. <laughs> um, shall we do a little TikTok in? Yeah, let's do cool. it. Um, do you want to? <laughs> sure. Okay, cool. So, coming off the heels <laughs> of a trade negotiations, uh, we're about to announce that we're creating more jobs in America, and it's supposed to be very triumphant, and Josh sealed this deal, um, even though there is a lot of protesting with tractors uh, going on <laughs> throughout the, the state. Naturally. Other than that, um, I mean, that's the main impetus for what happens with Josh mm -hmm. and finding out that 17,000 jobs are going over to India because of the trade agreement that Josh just made. So things are getting very tricky uh, on that uh, end of things, as well as a new FCC ruling about media consolidation, which has CJ up in arms and pretty much pretty much nobody else. Um, <laughs> so she's got that going on. Um, it's intern Ryan's last day uh, as an intern. Bye, Bye Ryan. And um, other than that, I feel like those are the main things. Those are the main I mean, things. Everything we kind start, of is an offshoot of that. We and meet we're Kate. We meet Kate. Yes, Mary McCormick. First episode. Hello. What up? <laughs> yep. And this uh, this episode was directed by. The illustrious Richard Schiff, okay. our fave. Yeah. yeah. And it was written by Yay, Eli Addy. So we're just firing on all cylinders. We got Richard at the helm, <laughs> yeah. Eli at the typewriter, or whatever he yeah. uses, and and here we go. What'd you think about it? I, I really like this episode. I think yeah. that it was, I don't, I don't want to say firing on all cylinders, because it wasn't, you know, the best there's ever been, but I felt like it had a lot of good West Wing qualities to it, um, <laughs> as a West Wing episode should. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun to watch the struggle with Josh and him sort of grappling with losing the jobs. Uh, I thought it was, I thought they did a good job of arguing both sides of that, like the conversation mm-hmm. with Josh and the president that we'll get into. Uh, I just, I thought the humor was great again. I thought everybody had, you know, CJ moving the chairs was great. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, that was sort of a, a little stunt that was kind of fun. And uh, I, I thought it had a lot of good elements going for it. What about you? Yeah, I think there are a lot of, like, good one-liners, and it, was, it mm-hmm. had a kind of banter, boisterous feeling to it. And it also yes. had a lot of heart, especially with Josh's kind of struggle with integrity. Yeah, and, and Donna's. And like that. There was, yeah, and there was Donna. a lot of heart in the episode. Yeah. Um, and a lot of one-liners. Yep. We also get Donna's frustration with her job, and she expresses yeah. that to Josh. And so it's leading into... We're getting closer to Gaza, guys. I can feel yeah. it. We're just... And and they've been leading into the Donna thing for a while, which is something I like. It is one of the strong points for me this season, is watching that storyline very slowly build. Like, there are just mm-hmm. hints of it throughout this season, and I think it pays off in a big way. And that is that is one thing. Like, if, you were, if you're going to criticize the early seasons of The West Wing, which is hard to do, one of the things is the, the long-form game is a, a slightly weaker than the than the just episode to episode. That's true. Um, if that makes sense. I mean, Aaron Sorkin has said that himself, so that's not any big critique, but that he wasn't thinking super long term on a lot of things. So it is kind of interesting, and it's a different dynamic to see a storyline slowly happen, uh, to see, especially rewatching when you know what's coming, and to mm-hmm. see just little little glances, little lines, little things where you can see Donna's frustration. Um, mm-hmm. And so to have that pay off, I mean, when he hands her the passport... I was just, I just love it. I'm just so excited for her. Kind of. I mean. Well, yeah, but, you know. (laughs) No spoilers. I can't wait to talk about that episode. I think we might even have to just, like, record it while we're watching it and just pause. (laughs) Because I don't know. Just me me being silent. (laughs) I think we should do, like, a lot. We should either live tweet it and just record it. Or we should, like, That'd do a, a Facebook live stream of us watching it. <laughs> Everybody can, too. like, press play at the same time. Yes, and tell us what you would prefer. That'd be kind of fun. Tell us how you want to handle Gaza. And don't if you're listening us. to this 10,000 years in the future, just don't. If Gaza has already come out, don't. There's probably don't worry not about an email anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this is not for you. So should we dive into the Josh and yeah. Leo and trade and all that? That's kind of the meat of the story. Yes. Let's dive in. I have a lot to say about it. As as always, is anybody surprised that I have a lot to say? No, not at all. Um, It's okay. There are a lot of things I liked. I thought, so like right in the beginning, we jump in to the meat of the storyline. I mean, Josh comes into the the White House of the West Wing, and we're talking about the trade deal. And the whole intro and walk and talk has a lot of like meaty subject to it. And I thought this is a good example. Like while I was watching the opening... I thought it was a great example of what the West Wing does well in that they weren't treating the audience like they're stupid. Like, there was a lot of policy talk happening, but at the same time, they would just throw in a few lines just to, like, let you know what's going on if you're not quite keeping up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's... And tractor jokes. <laughs> yeah, and tractor jokes. But I think that's what the West Wing is always so good at. I mean, that's how it got so many people interested in politics and, and involved in these things is that... 
it would just get you, first of all, it gives you the human element, um, which we get into later with the workers being in Josh's office, but also it just, I don't want to say it dumbs it down because there was plenty of hefty policy talk. Uh, you know, the president's talking about economics and using big words and Creative all that kind of stuff. But then yeah. they, at the same time, they're always able to like pull it back in. Like when Ed and Larry come and tell Josh about the jobs, they're sort of saying all these things about the unions and the JNC and like, you know, like they're throwing out all of these words. And that makes me sound so dumb, but they're talking really fast. And they're talking about policy. <laughs> they're saying and then so Josh, many I words. Mean, this is why I watch the subtitles on. So I got it. But Josh has the line where he says like, he just looks at them and says like 17,000 jobs because of a deal I negotiated. And that's, you get yeah. it. So, so even if you're watching and not quite following, he has that one line that doesn't feel like he's explaining anything. It's just part of the dialogue. Um, but I think mm. that's something the Westing was always good at was like, okay, I don't totally know what they're talking about all the time, but like, I get the tone of it. I get why we're upset. I get what's going on. Um, and I think that's what makes it so accessible to everybody. And so, I don't know, you know, like you, it just, it can get people interested and into it and then they figure out more about it and then they know what they're saying you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing it does really well and I do like the way that the jokes just kept it moving kept it feeling frothy at the same time you know like keep the tractors away from the president it's two centuries off our message (laughs) is one of them and he said the talks are progressing and he said what from four miles per hour to five miles per hour like I just Way to go, Eli, on all of the tractor jokes. Yeah, all the jokes in general. I I said this a few episodes ago when we finally felt like it was we were being funny again. um, That they were so (laughs) seamless; they were just in the dialogue. It was not. Mm -hmm. It was not. They didn't stand out. Yeah, and like, like one of them when CJ's like, "What do we tell the press about so and so, or what do we say to the press about so and so?" And Josh is like, "That giant sucking sound." (laughs) Oh, that was really funny. Also liked the uh, when Bartlett. So they're trying to get Bartlett to not be professor incoherent because <laughs> yeah. we, all, we all know he's such a nerd for economics. Yes, and they really want him to like keep it simple and just say like we're making we're creating more jobs. Right. And and then he tells them like, "Can I have crayons so I can color in my PhD?" Yes. Like anytime we get to see Bartlett being nerdy, yeah, and his staff being like, "No, no, rein it in." Right, it's always fun. It's kind of like seeing dad being dad and you're like oh you're rolling your eyes but you still love him i yeah i agree totally i even wrote down after the the coloring in the phd line i wrote down this is so fun because it does it feels like it feels like home again (laughs) like it feels like a family thing to be back in a situation where bartlett is is (laughs) trying to explain things or like he wants to be nerdy about stuff because we haven't seen that as much so I agree it felt Mm -hmm. familiar and and you know and they're kind of all rolling their eyes at him like no, no, just stick to the talking points. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. I, I did notice that we had less Richard in the first half, which makes yeah. sense because he was directing. Yeah. Um, but he de- he definitely felt missing. And also not a lot of Charlie in this one, no. but we had to make time for uh, Josh and Donna. And we also have some good uh, Toby and CJ as yes. well. Yeah, we did. Mm. We had, It was good. Everybody was good. Um, Debbie, that's some great analysis. Everybody was good. I liked the scene. I was just, <laughs> sorry, I was just thinking about the Oval Office and then I was thinking about Debbie and I really like when we meet Kate Harper, she comes in and is looking at Debbie's, 
um, yeah, or what they call it, the the black box screen or whatever it is that tracks all the first family's movements. And she's like, yeah, exactly. Uh, do you have that facing out? And they have that joke about the senators then, or the congressmen not uh, being felony free. Yeah, that's funny mm-hmm. too. I I mean, you really you feel for Kate because like yeah. <laughs> as somebody whose job is to keep everybody secure. Yeah. And then Debbie just like moves over in her chair. Yeah. Like you kind of feel but... like, okay, Debbie, you should maybe just like listen to this woman who clearly knows what she's doing. What did you think but, you about know. her first interaction with the president? Ooh, it's it, it felt very realistic to me mm-hmm. where, you know, she doesn't want to speak her mind and then he asks her to speak her mind and then when she does, he it's like shuts dismissive. it down. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it felt it's a like little murky water to me because it felt like or maybe not odd, but it felt like where that was going was that Bartlett wanted her to speak her mind and then he'd be like yeah, you're right. Thanks for speaking your mind. Like that's where it yeah. seemed like it was going, and then it didn't. <laughs> he was like, and I don't know why it didn't. He was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't actually f- go to fruition there. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but but I'm glad that she's there. Yeah, I like Mary you. McCormick, and as you all probably saw, if you're on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere, that they were all on the campaign trail last weekend. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of fun pictures with with Mary and, and the rest of the crew. Yeah, and it's just another strong campaign. female role too. Like when she walks in with Nancy McNally, I'm just like, yes, girl power. <laughs> so that's fun. Spice up your life. Yeah. Um, it is intern Ryan's last day. <laughs> Let's just... to which Josh Josh says thank you. He says today is my last day in the White House, and Josh says thank you. That was perfect. <laughs> He said that I'm having my own party with five cloves of garlic and the cast of The Exorcist. Come on, <laughs> that is classic. I yeah, that love was really it. Great. I'm but gonna miss. No, no. I'm gonna miss giving Ryan a hard time. <laughs> you know, like yeah. watching Josh, watching Josh aim his one-liners at Ryan was was fun for a little while. That's true. It, yeah. If for nothing else, it was yeah. awesome to have him around just for the snark that we got from Josh. For sure. Right. Exactly. But then we do get a plot twist in that apparently Ryan was hired, like, right away yeah. for to work for McKenna. Yeah, which was, that was funny. I mean, when he sits down in the chair and, like, at, right after he's told Josh, he sits down in the chair and, like, messes with his jacket a little bit, all cocky and whatever. <laughs> it was just, that was really funny. I liked that. Oh, Josh is just, like, It uh... is interesting <laughs> to see him... Like, he is the mini Josh. Yeah. Like, he said, it doesn't matter what my opinion is mm-hmm. of my entree. I was sent here by my boss, and I am here to do his bidding. Right. And that is exactly what happens with Josh yeah. in that Leo... It's so strange, because they lead up to it, and, and Leo's really upbeat. And he's saying, like, hey, you did a really good job on that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nobody better. And, I mean, Leo is... N- it's not that he's not normally upbeat or encouraging, but that felt very deliberately positive and encouraging. Yeah. And it felt like, in hindsight, he's trying to cover up for whatever potential fallout might be. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so later on... He's trying to pump him up for that. just all yeah. unravels. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, it's not fun when Leo has to... 
Like, Josh wouldn't have done it. Josh right. would not have closed that deal. Right. Because of the campaign promises that they made. Right. So, it just, it makes you feel icky. You know, like, Leo, it's not your your favorite moment with Leo. Yeah. I agree. I think it's, I think it's an interesting storyline because it's another one of those times where I sort of feel like you see both sides to it. They do a good job of explaining both sides. And I think, I think that really comes, comes full circle when Josh is talking to the president about it. Uh, Leo sort of serves as the, not the bearer of bad news. Like Leo was definitely part of the decision, but Leo sort of takes the, he has to be the bad guy. I mean, because it's not like Leo wants 17,000 people to be out of their jobs, but he understands that, like, that's what had to be done. And President Bartlett understands that, too. And so, like, it's interesting to watch that dynamic because we feel for Josh, who has these two workers in his office and who feels directly responsible for these Mm 17,000 people who are out of a job, but then you, Mm -hmm. then when President Bartlett starts explaining it, you, you get what he's saying, too. And he's like, well, you know, like, why should we feel for these people just because we've met them and we know them? Like, there are other, like, this is going to boost the economy for other people. And, you know, like, he had been talking about, you know, the destruction in order to create and all that stuff. So, like, he's explaining it and you get that too. And you're like, well, yeah, like, I understand. So, I thought that was an interesting, I I really liked that conversation because it was very, humanized it and they were both just kind of like, but President Bartlett, neither one of them really liked it. Like, President Bartlett was like, yeah, it's not it's not fun. It's not good. Um, Josh was clearly more upset about it because he was worried about breaking his promise. But it could be an important lesson to learn just to, because he says at the end, you know, what I did mm-hmm. wrong was making a promise I couldn't keep. Um, yeah. So. Gosh, so good. Yeah. Like, that, that as, as the moral of the story, but also as a line, Mm -hmm. you know, just saying, like, it wasn't that I broke my promises that I couldn't fulfill that promise. Right. I mean, that, ugh, such good writing. I can't get over. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Yeah. The whole, like, let's not hurt our friends and, you know, when Josh is saying, like, this isn't economic theory. Like, these are... These are, like, blood and muscle. Right. Like, these are real people. These are abstractions. Right. And it's, ugh. But I, then, I, and yeah, then, I loved this episode for that. Yeah, I, I thought it was, I don't know. And when Leo's line about this, I mean, this ties into it, but you campaign in poetry, you govern in prose. And then President mm-hmm. Bartlett's answer to the abstractions is we run a country, we deal, or that was Leo's too, we, we run a country, we deal in abstractions. Um, it's just like... He, yeah, he knows that they're real people and he, but sometimes you have to deal in abstractions. Like if you, if you were to work that way all the time, you would never make any decisions or any steps forward because you'd be so worried about hurting anyone, you know? So yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic. Those are both Leo lines, but it's the same thing. You can't care about every thing with all of your heart because then you will just won't make it through your job and at some point it does have to be an abstraction yeah which also that whole storyline led to one of my favorite lines was um cj and josh talking and josh says the line about you spend your whole career trying to get in the room thinking you're the one who can turn the square into a circle or who can square the circle Mm. and then it turns out yeah circles a circle (laughs) i thought that was yeah yeah i thought that was really great that was some High quality and, writing. And how hor- <laughs> And how horrifying is it when Josh goes in to talk to Halfley and, and we already going into it 
think like Halfley's kind of a scum bucket. And so how terrifying is it when he's like, nah, this is great, man. Like, thanks. We have no issues. And you're like, crap, this is so much worse than I thought. Uh, uh, Never good when you get a a green light from him. So CJ, other than that, CJ, CJ, yeah, <laughs> I love her. I love it. Um, nobody wants to write about yeah. it, so she can't get anybody to take the bait. So she takes it into her own hands, which, like, I see their yes. side of it too. Like, they are their parent companies, you know, they're their owning companies. Like, they have to do their jobs. So, but exactly, her response to it is is perfect. I did say, and Ben was uh, involved in this episode too, and I'm yeah. like ten episodes past being over Ben. But I, I did say I like I like Greg Brock about fifty times more than I like Ben. Just I saying. thought they finally did well with Ben in this episode. Like, why could we not have had that banter and that interaction? Because like I was finally buying like, okay, CJ really likes this guy, and here's why she likes him. Like. Mm-hmm. Just like cause she, she's she the part where she was just going on about I can't be one of those people who needs to see their significant other every thirty six seconds 30 or whatever. Seconds. It's so funny, yeah. and then he was like, "Well, you left your passport and your ID and your credit cards." Yeah, sorry, I mean, you're a just, crazy woman. And yeah, I'm being a cool dude. <laughs> that was just great, and then them talking, him going on about the channels of on television and the fascism Which, channel, like. That sounded like Lou Jane's from Gilmore Girls, I must say. That (laughs) whole rant about the channels needing a channel. Yeah. That was was Lou Jane's right there. But I thought, I just thought that was, we finally get to see their interaction instead of just supposed, we were supposed to just buy that CJ liked him so much with very little actually seeing them together, you know? So Mm -hmm. I wish they'd done a better job of like selling me on that beforehand because I did Mm -hmm. enjoy that part. I agree with you though that. There is a lot of chemistry with her and Greg Brock, so I just think he's more dreamy in general. He is but really dreamy. But watch, uh, watch CJ, watch CJ turn it up when she realizes that Ben like brought her her passport and she yeah, wants to interest yeah. him in a late Ugh. lunch, and you're like, woo! But then it just cuts to them like eating takeout in her office. So. Yeah. <laughs> no afternoon delight there. Nope. Um, I also loved, I want to give a shout out to the exchange between CJ and Toby when CJ is first noticing that the numbers are a little weird on the FCC thing, Mm -hmm. and she's like, something about these are a little funny, and Toby says, who's on first funny, and CJ says, something rotten in the state of Denmark funny, and I love it. That was just wonderful. We get Abbott and Costello and Shakespeare in one exchange. Where else do you get that on television? It was perfect. Nowhere. Nowhere. It was perfect. Yeah. (laughs) I liked that a lot. I liked seeing CJ be, like, on the trail of something. You know what I yes. mean? Like, she was, like, I don't know. It was just fun to see her pumped up about something and and doing some investigating. Yeah, and then she finally rearranges the seats in the briefing room, which is apparently <laughs> the only way to get anybody's attention is when you actually yeah. mess with their seating. Yeah. And I suppose the only redeeming moment for Leo, for me, in this episode is when he offered to pay for... The carpentry yes. to yeah. take the seats out. So, yeah. I have a hard time with Leo in this episode because, like, I think that he, like, had to be a jerk. You know what I mean? Like, he knew, because, yeah, he sent Josh in there to do the thing, like, knowing what was going to happen. But, like, 
I think it was like a for the greater good type of situation. And like he knew yeah. he was going to be the bad guy and he knew he, he was just going to have to take that because this was what they wanted to do and this is what the president wanted to do and it just was what it was and I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, because, yeah, it's, it's not fun. Like, poor little Josh, you know, like, he just seems so crushed. So, like, it's not good. I wasn't excited about it, but I feel like, I don't know. I, like I like the that they... of doing business. Yeah, and I like that they wrote in. I feel like it was very purposeful to write in the him offering to to pay for CJ's for the rearranging because I think it was just like a hey no like Leo's still on our team like Leo still is this Leo that we know that is fighting for his people and and Mm -hmm. is behind them you know I don't know yeah so oh uh, one other thing about the CJ and Toby is I loved when (laughs) Toby thought that uh Ben was coming by before the Brussels trip because he said he wants to make sure you don't sample the end dive yeah (laughs) Uh, Which makes makes me think of the cabbage episode. Um, <laughs> but I digress. Um, yeah. It was yeah. Let's not forget that Josh and Donna had a very juvenile, I'm not talking to her. Yeah. Almost the entire episode sort of exchange. Yeah. I mean, they're talking through intern Ryan, which is right. apparently the only thing I'm capable of calling him. Uh, <laughs> but he was a little harsh, uh, Josh, because... Yeah. First of all, he says, I'll just grab someone off the advance team. I'll be fine. Um, Then he tells her to go wherever Ryan's going. Yes! Like, that, that's way too much. I think he was just having a bad day, which is not an excuse. Yeah. But he does get, I know, you know, he does get her on the Gaza trip, which. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. I know. Which, speaking of which, we see Fitz. Yes! Throughout the episode. We got, we got Fitz. Feel. Sad we got the Codell coming up. Oh, yeah. man. But seriously, Josh asks her why she's saying, like, she wants to grow in her career. And then immediately as she starts talking, he just cuts her off. I yeah. mean, it's just, he was it's not in the mood fun. to listen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that I wanted to mention that I thought was random but kind of funny is when Will Bailey says <laughs> the thing about cardigans and drill bits. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Will doesn't wear cardigans, but he likes a nice drill bit. <laughs> Somehow I don't really believe that. It feels like the opposite, but that's okay. I also liked when he was like, um, he was just talking to Josh and he very, very quickly like slips in, uh, pres- the vice president's going to be distancing himself from this bill. But great job. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good job closing the deal. We're yeah. not talking about it. That was mm-hmm. funny. And I also liked that. At the end, we've got this really heartfelt scene with Josh and these workers that have lost their jobs, and Josh yeah. feels bad, and they feel bad, yeah. and, like, the last moment, the guy just says, you look a lot better on TV. Like, just plain <laughs> kicking him when they're down. Like, yeah. that is hilarious to me, yeah. I thought. I agree. Oh, uh, what else you got? <sighs> That's all I had. I thought it was a good episode, so I'm happy. Whew. Uh, MVP? I think, I know it's a Josh-centric episode, but I think that CJ is. is my MVP. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. There's a lot of good, there's a, a strong case that can be made for that. Yeah. Um, so. I'll go ahead and say Josh, just by default. Okay. Make sure that's fair. acknowledged. Fair. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, the next episode is No Exit. It's the one where they get quarantined. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. 
intrigue. We got a, some good stuff Ooh. going on in that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, ah. Um, if you guys have th- thoughts or feelings on this episode, anything we missed, anything that you agree with, um, or anything really at all, you can email us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at wingingitpod. Um, and we love getting your messages. Just got yes. some last night. It like made my day. So yeah, good. it's fun. Bring it um, on. Bring it on, guys. We will talk to you next week for no exit. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.